Coach Ben here, and you are listening to The BenchCast, your first stop for strength talk and all things bench press. Now kick back, relax, and let us entertain you. And remember, you can meet us on the bench. And today we are talking last man standing event uh, down in Ohio this past weekend. Uh, great event, so I wanted to shoot the shit on that, kind of let you know uh, what was going on with my training, uh, let you know what the event was all about. It's kind of a unique twist. It's not your normal standard meet, um, not the, the same typical rules. And we're bringing the show over to the Arnold this year on the main stage, and it's going to turn into, from what it was, a normal kind of a powerlift and bench only meet and we're just taking it into that last man standing type of event so uh, i'm really excited to see how that plays out it actually went really well um before we get into that though we have another question all right we're taking uh instagram live questions it's been pretty good activity so far remember guys you follow us on instagram at big benches you can interact with us on the podcast from no equipment needed any leg-specific lifts we can he use? He sounds like a raw lifter. <laughs> yeah. That we can use to increase the bench. What was that? Any leg-specific lifts we can use to increase the bench. Uh, I think just developing your leg strength overall is not a bad idea. Um, I mean, nothing's better than the king of movement squats. I mean, everything's getting stressed there. As long as you are working on your leg strength, uh, it's going to have good carryover to the bench. I wouldn't say there's anything in specific. I think hip strength is always super important, especially when it comes to bench press. You need super strong hips for pretty much any movement, but especially to benching when you're driving the knees out and you're getting your glutes active. Um, listen, if you don't have an ass, you're going to struggle with anything you do. you got to have an ass in life. Biggest muscle in the body. Plus, larger ass, keep it planted easy. Pro tip. Anything else coming in? Nope. Team Big Cheeks. Let's go. All right. So um, we went down to the Arnold. Uh, me and the wife, we were taking the trip down this past weekend, last man standing event. Uh, and you know how that drive goes. It's like a nine-hour something trip. At least they didn't turn you away when you first came into Ohio. Yeah, I know. We talked a little shit the first, in the Arnold recap about Ohio in general. Not much going on. Listen, I like that place for lifting, but for anything else, there's not much going on. Yeah, a lot of cornfields. Um, it was funny. There's actually it was just actually some different places. Um, they have TJ's, like some kind of country restaurant. Um, Roosters. Roosters is like a big bar scene kind of deal over there, I think. And it was funny. It was with the, the Gorilla Pack after they, they um, invited us out to dinner. They were hitting dinner after the, the event, and um, they were going to Roosters. But I guess there's multiple Roosters, so we show up at the one that's right next to our hotel thinking that was the one. The place is packed. We literally walked around the place like three times trying to find any of them, and they're not going to be hard to miss. I mean, they're big dudes. Big, big dudes. Big dudes, big ladies. And um, yeah, we could not find them. I, I sent her a message. I was like, there are multiple Roosters, and that, and it turns out we were at the wrong Roosters. But, uh, yeah, they got a different scene over there. Um, I found out the Green Turtle was a chain, so that, that hit me, too. Yeah, I think there's multiples of those. That's an obvious one. I didn't know. <laughs> Green Turtle, that's something, uh, I don't know, is that local to here or what? I have no idea. Didn't know it was a chain. Yeah, it's definitely a chain. It's a good place, though. They got those, you know, have been to Green Turtle, they got TVs at your booths. 
that's next level. That's awesome. Because I'm always straining my neck trying to like look up at a TV somewhere. So when it's right at your booth, that's awesome. Perfect. But you need to be with people that are watching the game and not talking to you. I'm not into that. Um, so took the trip down, normally like nine hours, but we stopped first Cracker Barrel. Because if you go any road trip, Cracker Barrel, we don't have that in New York. Disgusting. <laughs> Cracker Barrel? I hate Cracker Barrel. What's wrong with you? I might have had a bad Cracker Barrel experience. What'd you order? Something gross. It was eggs. It was disgusting. Well, obviously you did something wrong because everyone loves Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Good old country fixings. I got my, my regular. I made the mistake last time got meatloaf. I got to stick to what I know, and that is the country fried steak. That gravy, that's the next level, the sawmill gravy. Big, thick gravy. Um, get it on the, um, the grits. Grits. Um, Got eggs, and you know how much I hate cheese, but the casserole, hash brown casserole, has cheese in it. But if I just pretend in my head that it's not cheese, it's actually pretty good. It sounds like a mountain of gross, but it's great. I'll let you roll with it's it. great. So stop that Cracker Barrel. Had to make that stop. Um, we actually stopped too on the way uh, to Fall in, in Pennsylvania. I love Pennsylvania. A lot of cool stuff. We stopped at Falling River, and it was kind of like this hiking trail thing they had this old house that's all renovated like right on a river um so it was like 10 bucks to get in there walk the trails really cool place they built like the info center uh it's open so it feels like you're in jurassic world it's pretty awesome like the house is on the river so we got a chance to stop there this is tough tough making a long drive like that because you cramp up yeah it's real rough. It, it, it's just you start, and you don't want to stop and like up. walk or anything because then you're gonna wait how long it takes to get there. Yeah, I didn't mind that too much. I had to stop. We stopped a few times to get gas, and I had to take like a walk around the place. It's tough if you're trying to compete, and especially next day. Usually, when I get to the Arnold, I have at least two, three days I can kind of unwind before that Sunday. Um, but having it be the next day right after driving. That was pretty brutal. Especially because I know you always have like a left hip flexor cramp, I believe. You know, I had so. issues with that right from the get-go. First set with the empty bar, I was getting some <laughs> issues. It was bad. I was trying to slam it with the lacrosse ball. whole thing, really, if you haven't seen my recap, it really kind of turned into a shit show, at least for me personally. Meat was great. Personally for me and my performance, it really started to turn it into a shit show. Uh, one of the worst in recent memories. That's because over the past two years, all I've hit is PRs every meet. You've been so due for a bad meet. I, just... I was due. I knew I was due for something. But I didn't like come in with that. Um, it felt more like a training session to me because it was like, I'll oh, hit the opener. We're good. Um, I did want to do well. But, again, uh, with losing a lot of weight, I actually weighed in 10 pounds lighter than the last meet, which was in July, which is a considerable amount, a couple months. And, uh, yeah, I got made fun of a little bit for that. <laughs> I hit 243 on the scales, almost 242, um, and that, oh, no, not quite. That might be a 242 PR, got excited. But anyway, I hit 243, uh, 10-pound drop or so from last time, and um, yeah, it just t- turned into a shit show for me, um, but I'll kind of go over the rules. We actually developed the rules in the back room before we started. So it was like a real laid-back event. It was sanctioned by XPC, Dan Diggs Federation. Um, but we pretty much were developing the rules uh, in the back room, and things started changing. Originally it was um, – so like lightweights start 540 on the bar, heavyweights start 660. This is just for the males I'm talking. And um, 
it goes in 25 pound jumps. But we made some adjustments in the back there that you can actually miss a lift twice. Um, you miss twice, you're out pretty much. And um, you get multiple shots. Say you miss like one lift, you hit it. You miss another, you hit it. You're good still. You have to miss twice in a row. Uh, I didn't know how that was play out because it'll take a while to get through a meet like that. Um, and then uh, the other rule was that you can make 40 pound jump. So it spaces it out a little bit. So you're, you could probably take less attempts. And ultimately, the guy that's going to end up finishing last with the highest amount of weight uh, is going to be the winner. So um, you got to be kind of strategic. You can either take 25-pound jumps and play it small game and uh, you know play, play it safe, I'd say, or you could take those 40-pound jumps. And if you're somewhat benching 900 pretty comfortably, uh, that's probably a smart thing to do, but you're benching less. Um, and those lightweights are kind of tough to touch. But everyone had a different strategy going in. And it was pretty interesting because I think some came down to like five pounds. Oh, shit. Just the way it played out. Um, but that's the rule. So you guys following me, last man standing is pretty much a set bar weight. And it just steadily increases. Well, you get some decision. Like you could go up 25 or 40. But ultimately, some people are going to get knocked out. You can only miss, you know, tw miss twice in a row, you're out. So... Um, I hope everyone's following the rules there. Does that sound right? I uh, explained it right. That was about right. Last dude left. So you can see, you could, I mean, most of them were doing eight, nine attempts. Top some of these guys, eight, nine attempts. And uh, it's very different from your, your regular meet where you got three attempts to pick your weights. The thing was in the past at the show, people were bombing out. Um, last year, it was a lot of bomb outs. Um, and I think it was mostly guys trying to start a little higher than maybe they should. Um, and I know Rich capable a lot more. He probably started for the shirt he was wearing. I think he started pretty light, um, and he had a really hard time touching. I mean, his second attempt, I was this close to the belt. I was <laughs> this close to the belt. It was like a 14-second bench for him. It was pretty wild, but I was happy he hit that. Um, he ended up winning that day, a lot of bomb outs. But um, So Dan was trying to change the game a little bit because this event always kind of gives him a headache because he wants to put on a show. Yeah, you're on the main stage. You, you don't want, want like half good. people to bomb out, you know, first round. No, people don't like watching that. Yeah, of you course. wouldn't want to go and watch a bunch of people miss weights. So we he he switched it up this year. Um, this is actually an event that happened long ago too. I don't know specific dates. Probably like 2008, something like that. And uh, like some of the original guys benching in that, like Vinny Dezenzo, he was part of that original Last Man Standing crew. Um, but it's a pretty unique event. Brought it back, and that's pretty much the rules. I laid it out for you guys. So to recap kind of what happened, uh, I knew in the heavyweight division, um, I knew it was, it was going to be hard for me to make a splash there um, with some of these guys. I mean, I knew, I figured in my head it was going to come down to Jason Nobler, um, Tony Carlino, Rich Putnam. Uh, I knew those were going to be like the big three. Especially if Rich is hitting, you know, consistent attempts and stuff, uh, those guys can work up to like 900, no problem. Um, and it ended up being like a race between those three guys. It was really close. Uh, it was fun to watch from like a outside perspective because I got I got out pretty early, so I had time to watch me eat pizza, drink beer. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a good show. Um, so it was Rich, Tony, Jason, all these guys capable, breezing by 800 pounds. 900 pound benchers um 
so that was really cool and it did come down to those three um and then lightweight really crazy stuff from jamie um whose pr was like 610 he won the lightweights at the arnie um and he took consistent 25 pound jumps his pr 610 bar start at 540 so 615 he ends up hitting that he worked all at the 615 he hit that so it was great you know five pound pr all right so now bar for him would go to 640 so this is a big pr now um he crushed it oh shit he jumps up 665 and we're like all right this is getting really nutty (laughs) it's getting nutty he crushed it just as good and and because because the thing with jamie he always taken smart like small prs and meets Mm -hmm. so i don't know if it's just that this really pushed him and it was either like sink or swim you know you're gonna miss it or you're gonna hit it um, so I don't know if it was just that scenario. Usually he's just smart. He'll take a small PR yeah, yeah. or he'll play a total or something. He's a very strategic lifter. But this event was was great for him because it just it pushed him to like his, his boundaries and he just he hit these lifts. He was on point. This is one of those days for him. But that was really cool to see. Um, for those that don't know, like Jamie, uh, he's been lifting for a long time. He's one of like my early mentors. Uh, I remember going down to his place. He did a seminar. Um, and he charged barely anything for it. It was like a $50 seminar. Um, so I took my friend, went, went up to Vermont. I lived in Massachusetts at the time, kind of learning this whole scene. And um, I brought my shirt that I got. It was like an Inzer Phenom single ply, a cheap, cheap version. You know, I figured I'd grab that. I didn't know anything. I take it up there. Um, I think this is the first time I ever wear a thing, too. He, he puts it on me. Um, and we're using like 315. I'm just doing some reps, not even touching with like 315, just trying to learn the shirt. So he, he's always been very instrumental in what I've been able to do, and he kind of taught me early like uh, what's going on, and I learned a lot of good stuff from him. But it was really cool to see him kill it at that meet and hit such a huge PR. I mean, what's that? A 55, 55 pounds. 55 pounds. That's... Yeah, that's pretty insane for him. That I, You never see that, um, at least from him, just because he's a real strategic lifter. And um, Greg Powell, he drove 15 hours from Texas to be there. Cause I guess his um, daughter's birthday was the next day. He had to get back, and uh, he wasn't flying. He doesn't meet all the time. So I think he was done with the travel expenses. But he drove 15 hours, and he literally he's, – he's, his meet stopped, not because he missed lifts, but because he had to start driving home. <laughs> so it just so happened, though. The other guy he was up against was doing really well. And then, um, so it was between these two guys, because Jamie, you know, he, at 690, he was not getting that. Uh, it was just a lot of weight for him yeah. at that point. Um, but, uh, you know, Greg Powell, 800-something pound venture. Um, so he's going to be in it for a while if he's hitting lifts. And uh, that he was. I mean, only time he was missing was technicalities, which can happen. Um, but he was hitting lifts, and it came down to these two guys. Um and Greg hits his lift. Then it was like 7.05. He says, I'm out. He's in the back room. Took a lot of attempts, but I think the main reason, he just had to get out of there. He had a 15 drive home, 15-hour drive. And this is like around 3.30, 4 o'clock, or maybe a little sooner. This is like 2.30. I don't know. Add 15 hours at 2.30 or whatever the hell. I mean, he got, he's getting home at like 2 a.m. <laughs> it's like 5 yeah, in the morning. Something, yes, 5 Jeez. in the morning. I, it's crazy. Literally, he just had to be up at, like, that time Sunday. I don't know if this guy sleeps. Um, he's just crazy. Crazy. He needed to get back early. Listen, so he, he, he is. He's 51, I think. Oh, he's shit. He's in his 50s. 
Um, Dude is on point. He's a whole other animal. Sponsored by Titan. Um, Greg Powell. He he won the Arnie two years ago with, with Tony um, Carlino. A heavyweight, lightweight. So, um, he hit 705. He said he calls it quits. Um, and then the other guy here, he he was having a great day too. He's crushing all his weights. So we're all like, hey, I think Greg even said he, he's got me. And uh, he watches, he stays just to watch the lift. And he doesn't get it. Uh, I think he missed the, the one right before. It was 710. That was the five pounds. And uh, he just missed it. And then Greg's the winner. He's right at the door. <laughs> there was no prizes in this event. It was just, you know, for them the glory of it. They all going to Arnold. Everyone made their attempts and stuff. Um, and uh, that that was a really good battle to watch right at the end. Um, if I stayed in a little bit longer, I probably would have been a little more happy. But I was kind of pissed in my performance, but it happens. But great shows uh, across the board from everyone. So it turned out to be a great event. And, and I think everyone's going to love it at the Harlem. I don't know if you guys watched the live stream on Lexington Extreme, but it'll probably be the same deal. Um, at the Arnold, probably if it's not live stream from the Arnold staff, then it will be from the Lex and Extreme guys, XPC. Uh, but it's going to be a great event. It's going to be a really good show. The whole thing lasted about three hours. So Dan actually, he, he only had an hour in the past to do this bench meet. But now I guess he's got the whole afternoon on Sunday. So it's from like 12 to 5. So it'll probably give three hours for the bench show, two for the deadlifts, because that's going to roll quicker. So it's going to be a longer event. I'm really excited about it because you can miss twice. So you miss one, you know, you still got another shot. So it's going to be some battles. Um, and he threw in a middleweight division now. So now you got not only heavyweight, lightweight, but heavyweight, middleweight, lightweight. And I'm sneaking right into that middleweight. <laughs> sneaking right into that middleweight so I don't have to compete with Big Rich, Tony Carlino, and Jason Nobler, who just destroyed everything. Um, Jason and his bench daddy shirts. Those things look crazy. You go benchdaddy.com, a stiff-ass bench daddy, like a, with a shirt material sewn around it. And like everyone's touching high with it, because I guess you can't really ride that thing low, so it's a different kind of groove. Um, but those bench daddy shirts, um, him, he was using one, another guy was using one, and then Keith O'Dell, who had crushed it. I don't even remember Keith doing like low fives, and then he hit 640 at this meet. Um, he, he killed it. And uh, I guess Jamie actually beat me by five pounds. Damn it. Um, I only hit the 660. I'll get into, like, my performance, but those bench daddy shirts, guys, you look at I think they're only legal in, like, six federations right now, XPC being one of them, but there's something else. I haven't tried them, but they, they just look like some different kind of beast. The collar doesn't even stay on you. It's, like, separate from your body. Um, you got to, like, ride that thing down warm-ups. Uh, that was a whole different animal. It's pretty cool to see. But, um, yeah, I'm sneaking right into that middleweight division. I don't want to compete with those big boys. Uh, if I can <laughs> avoid it. If I can avoid it. Because I, I got no chance. If they're hitting lifts, I got no chance. My only chance would be if they're they're missing some lifts. That's it. Um, and that, that can happen. Um, but that middleweight division, 242-220. So I'd have to stay under 242. Um, so I'm watching my weight. I guess I can't, like, uh, we were just talking, I was eating Starbucks cookies. So I got to limit that a little bit. Can't eat as many pies. Can't drink as much beer. So I got to watch <laughs> it a little bit. Might have to do a little bit of a cut, but um, I want to get into that division because I think the only one that really makes me really nervous of there is Greg Powell because 
I don't think he does 198. I think he does 220. So he's always right under that lightweight margin. Yep. Um, but now that 220 is going to be middleweight, it, I'll be thrown right in with him. Um, and he's very capable of hitting in the 800s, if not more. Um, I can't do that yet. Who knows what I'll be doing in March, but um, it, it's going to be a good battle, I think, at least. I, I definitely got a shot, especially if there's some missed lifts in there. Put the pressure on a little bit. Depends on smart my attempts. Because at least the bar, middleweight, it was starting at 660, starting at 600. So it's going to be a little bit different twist. So you got lightweight starting 540, middleweight starting 600, heavyweight starting 660. So I no longer have to start 660, I can start 600. It should be pretty pretty easy to, to swing up there. I feel like at that weight, it's like the issue is touching rather than being able to touch. touching. Because if you have it, you're going to have to do some shirt switching. Yeah. Which I did this meet, um, and I'll get to that, but um, you, you just definitely got to be some shirt switching. And I'm a little nervous, too, to make modifications to my shirt, because I don't want to tighten it up so much. Like, I love my shirt, but if I can't cut 600 in it, it'll be an issue. Um, so, got there's a lot of strategy in there, but we got five months to get ready. We'll be on point. Um, but, to talk about my performance, uh, I just felt like everything was going wrong. Uh, just it's just one of those things. My mindset was wrong too. Um, I I try I was I, um, I came in feeling like it was more of a um, training session than anything. You know, I just wanted to hit. My main goal was just hitting that 660. So I don't think I was in a good place mentally anyway to make a huge run because um, I knew I lost a lot of weight and the shirt wasn't fitting right. Training didn't really go as expected. So. Uh, things were off from the get-go, especially mentally, but um, I, I started coming down, not to, not to make a bunch of bullshit excuses, but to just show you everything was going wrong. Everyone's catching a cold at the gym, and I just so happened to get it right the night before. Um, didn't even want to eat, I was like, I'm just going to bed. Counted some NyQuil, um, ate what I could at the sushi place, and I just went to bed. Um, and it was, you know, like the start of a cold, it's always the shittiest of it. Um, and then you're just kind of fighting a runny nose. But I started getting that Friday, come in Saturday. Um, you know, once the adrenaline's getting going, you're good. Weight felt good, but in the warm-up room, we were just talking about that. You may be wondering why why the hell I had the Mark Bell Power Shoe up here. But you can see, guys, I don't know if you can see. Oh, they can see. If you can see that in the video, if you guys are watching video here, look at the bottom of these things. I had these for three years. And the problem was, like most meets, um, you're not, I don't mind getting traction in the back room, which can really throw you off. Because uh, I get my feet out wide. And if it's just like regular gym flooring, I'm slipping everywhere. And if you don't have a good like cover to that bench with traction, I'm slipping everywhere. So I had that whole problem. And it changes the game when you can't get your feet where you want and you can't create that traction. It's mostly you using your upper body. So that always throws me off. So what I'm doing ahead of time now, I'm planning for this. I'm cutting up a yoga mat into three sections. Two for my feet, one for my traps. I tell you, that's a game changer. Because every time, in the warm-up benches, they are subpar. The bars themselves, subpar. Knurlings ran out. But then you get to the actual stage, the actual meat bench, and it's, it's beautiful. But then it's like you've already did six, seven attempts. Upper body, you can't get your feet where you want. Sliding everywhere, pushing vertically. 
You know, it changes the game. You can't expect. So my first attempt, 660, I go out there, had the damnest time just kind of where to place my feet. Also, this was a little bit of a problem at the HQ. We got a pretty elevated bench. So I think I get a little lax there with tucking my feet. Um, but they got me for the butt up. That never happens. Because, you know, guys, I always preach to you pushing horizontally. You can control that hip position. But it felt like just from what was translating from the back room, I couldn't push horizontally because I was afraid my feet were going to slip out. Um, and it caused me to probably lift more vertically than anything. And that's when your hips come up, guys. You have, you have a hip up problem. Usually it's because you're pushing vertically through the floor and not horizontally back. Because if you push back, you can very easily control your hip position. Um, but if you're trying to thrust your chest up, oftentimes it multiply that whole chest up, drive your chest up cue is used. However, when most lifters do that, they're pushing through the floor to elevate everything. And that's when you run into issues with your butt up. And there's only so far you can tuck your feet, guys, or go wide. All right. You got it. If you push horizontally and you truly get that down, you're thinking about driving your chest back towards the bar rather than elevating the chest you're driving that chest back into the bar, keeping your position that you set in your setup. So that's the big difference there. But they got me. They got me for that ass. <laughs> but uh, I'll show you these shoes. Three years old. Man, I got these when I was training my basement back in Massachusetts. Great shoe. Mark Bell power shoe. It's a wide toe box. But you can see I sprayed all this Loctite shit on there. Big Rich always has a spray with him. You know, thank God for that. I sprayed my shirt, I sprayed this, but you can see the stick on this thing. I kept spraying it, and I was picking up everything off the ground. This thing's disgusting. And then the fibers of the, the rug is sticking to it. Guys, you see this? All the little holes are filled in. I got nothing. I got nothing on my feet. <laughs> but anyways, great shoe. And immediately after, I started, I am game planning in my head. I needed the yoga mat to cut up. I need new shoes. I know you're I lucky this. enough to uh, go on the uh, new release of the Mark Bell Power Shoe. Yeah, so that's like right immediately. Um, thank God for Adam Bell from our team. Shout out to Adam Bell in Texas. Um, he saved my ass with that one, really. He, um, so I'm chatting. He's he's saying good luck and everything. We're starting to chat. He's telling me like the um, that Power Shoe's coming out, and uh, oh, I'm like I'm like really October first. And I'm thinking in my head, oh, I'm going to wait up till midnight and try to find this sucker. So that's what I do. I just happen to be awake still Monday night. 12 o'clock comes around. I go on a Reebok website. And I think only Jesse Burdick posted about it. Yeah, Which I is saw crazy. That. Jesse Burdick posted about it, that they're going to do a release on Reebok. I'm at 12.30 at night. I'm on there. I'm looking around. I cannot find the shoe. I just cannot find it. I don't even know if it was uploaded yet. Uh, but they released it in the morning. So I go on the, our app or Facebook, and he posted for the, our team. Adam did um, the actual link to Reebok. So he saved my ass with that one because I didn't see it posted. I was just going to be like, oh, hell with it. It was probably uh, it 12 California time. Oh, that's how they get you. That's true. That yeah, makes sense. <laughs> so it's like 7 in the morning, so it's been four hours by now. He posts the link. I jump on there. I'm like, I have to get them now. I know these suckers are probably going to sell out. Um, I didn't know it was like a whole limited time deal. I thought they were going to stock enough to actually you know, sell enough. But again, I guess by 12, the things were gone. So I got lucky with that. But you got to be like a sniper on that stuff. I'm, I snuck right in. I think they're coming in today. 
but I'm pumped because these things are worn out. Great shoe, though, guys. Great shoe. If you're looking for a great power shoe, um, these Rob, uh, Reebok CrossFit Light TRs, whatever, uh, the Mark Bell Power Shoe, um, honestly, really great shoe. Um, and I've worn these for three years now. So if you can snake on that deal, try to get one of those. I don't know why they just don't make more. But um, the wide toe box is key. You ever wear one of these? No, never. No? Yep. You got a good one in Ohio, too. You, you still me. Yeah, I got a, some Nike Metcons. But I got them for 30 bucks. Yeah, and now, they're flat. Yeah, now they're like 108 They're flat. They're, they're flat. They're flexy, so you can open and expand a little bit of your toes. They got a nice big toe box, and the material on the side stretches out, so you don't have to worry about anything tearing or anything. Yeah, that's so, awesome. I mean, guys, if you can try to get your hands on those, how much do those go for? Uh, right now, they're like 180 180 But I got them for like 30 bucks. All right. We just had the batteries conk out on our mic here, so uh, I don't know exactly when they conked out, but they conked out. We'll figure it out. There'll, there'll be audio the whole way through. But right, just, so, just to recap real quick, we're talking about these Mark Bell Power Shoes, how you want to snake onto that deal. Uh, great shoe. And Elvis wears um, Nike Metcons. Yep, you can find them as Nike Grips, whatever you can get them as. But those are great shoes, too. I was looking at them. You need good grip to your shoe. That's really important. That's why... I'm always big on having lifters not lift barefoot. Um, not barefoot, but not in um, socks for sure. I don't like seeing that because the socks slide. Um, I always like the flat, grippy shoe, wide toe box, something you can expand into with your feet. Um, but that looked like you had good stretching material on those shoes. Um, but yeah, I snuck on the deal Monday, 7 a.m. Uh, snuck on to get these Mark Bell Power Shoes. And they were sold out by 12, but um, dude, I guess you got to follow Jesse Burt just to find out when the hell these <laughs> shoes are coming out. They, they rarely release them. I don't know why you wouldn't just make more if people are buying them. That's sales. That's business 101. You supply. Supply and demand. I learned that in economics. <laughs> so, um, yeah, snuck onto that deal. So where, where were we? We were talking about Arnie. Um, no, the Arnie? Sorry. The, last, the man, last man standing. I had the difficulty with the shoes. was slipping a lot. So order new shoes. I'm going to plan ahead, bring yoga mats next time for that traction because it does change the game. Um, you need to be able to create traction in a warm-up room. You can't expect to take six, seven attempts back there sub-optimally and then transfer that over to a platform. This is not going to happen. So first lift, good lift. Felt great. You know, I felt strong. All my raw lifts were up. All training cycle went really well. I hit 7652 to a one board. Um, different shirt though, but uh, yeah, that went great. Are these your shoes right now? We got FedEx coming in. We might get shoes, guys. This is awesome. Shit. Live on the bench cast. Let's see if he actually comes on the stuff. So I'll, I'll keep talking. You go grab my shoes. So we got FedEx coming live on the bench cast. Only on the bench cast do you get live deliveries. Awesome. FedEx. What do we got? What do we got? You dog. Reebok International. All right, guys. So I'm about to show you these shoes. What timing, huh? Live on the bench cast. Only live on the bench cast does this shit happen. All right. So right now, we are opening up the Mark Bell Power Shoe. Uh, shit only happens on the bench cast. All right. Show and tell, guys. Now for design. I'm not that into the design. Looks like the same bottoms. 
always smell everything when I get them in. <laughs> Looks like the same bottoms, guys. Same bottoms. Same bottoms here. Do you get a bigger um, size? It is nine and a half. Should be around the same. Looks a little bigger. I think this is just worn out more. Looks like the same design for the most part. I'm not the biggest fan of the outside. It almost looks like a, some kind of snakeskin thing. Um, but everything looks pretty much the same. Not too much differences here. This is a great shoe. Um, they took out the word CrossFit. That's pretty important. Um, but yeah, it looks like the exact same shoe almost. Um, but I do like the black. It's not the leather, but um, real good shoe here, guys. So I'm pumped. At least I got my traction back. Yeah. So, pumped to use those. Live delivery on the bench cast. That's awesome. We are just talking about that. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. And these are the uh, Nike Metcons. Got that nice. So, we show that Nike Metcon up the there. This is um, the one Elvis was talking about. Grippy bottom. Now, I like how this is uh, woven. Oh, these yeah. These different weaves here. Because now, like, compared to this, where you just have these bumps... Um, sure, it can give you some traction, but a little bit slippy. These, I like the weaves because now you're catching surface here. So this is actually great. Um, and I love, look at this heel support here. I like this a lot. It's nice and flat otherwise. Flat. Yeah. flat. Important. Not as much when you're benching. Definitely when you're deadlifting. Yeah, definitely deadlifting. the leverages. I mean, benching, you, sometimes the heel actually is beneficial so you can get your feet down better. But this is a great shoe, too, guys. You look into the Nike Metcons here. Um, are they all flat like that? They're all flat. They're like They're the Nike flat. CrossFit shoe. It's phenomenal. So that's one to check out, too. But have a good footwear, especially for benching. I'd say the most important thing out of anything is traction. you got to have something that's going to give you some type of grip uh, more than anything. You know, more than having your toes spread, more than... Um, having some kind of super supportive heel or some kind of boot supporting i think just traction with anything you're wearing is going to be critical it's Absolute all about critical uh force transfer yes and if you're slipping you're losing force yes yeah that, you're relying on the honestly you're relying on the traction of both the pad and your feet um because you have to work in a horizontal plane um which you're relying on on that friction if you don't have the friction then you're very limited in what you can do so I was having that issue. That's why they got me for butt up. I was definitely pushing more vertical than anything, um, trying to reach more than anything because I was afraid my foot was going to slip out. So they got me on that. Fair enough. So now it's, you know, grind time. Got to make a lift, right? But I knew coming back, you know, I'm not going to come into Ohio and not hit a lift. So I go back there. The thing was, too, I started feeling my shirt start to tear a little bit. Some of those fibers starting to rip. Now, um... I, you know, that, that happens, all right, but, um, so the first lift, I wasn't too concerned about it, sometimes you hear those little tears, but going to my second lift, I nail it, it felt perfect, you know, there was no, no um, sticking points, it just came right up, um, but I felt that shirt start ripping again, my butt was down, I think I got one red, one guy just didn't think my butt was down, but I had those struggles throughout the day, really tucked my feet, I'm actually on like the safeties, my feet it was crazy um but uh hit that lift got my 660 in all right cool cool but i'm feeling that rip in my shirt so i'm a little concerned so i'm like all right i'll hit my 685 that should go up last one crushed it go up there um i'm coming down coming down 
And um, I, I love all Jamie's crew. They're great. They always help me every meet. i super appreciative. Um, so I'm not sure if this is something, a, a fault on me, but I was definitely on my left side. This this is one of uh, a newer guys that I've worked with with Jamie's crew. Um, the other ones I've, I've known and, and had hammy off, but on the left side I was getting brought out quite a bit. So each time I'd have to let it settle um, and let that weight kind of drift back. So it was kind of that helicopter, but I was patient with it. Um, I'm not going to say that affected me because I, I took my time and settled it and stuff, but I was getting brought out a little bit. Um, that one, the third one was a lot better, but I still had to kind of adjust it a bit. Um, what's that? Pause, now we're back. All right, so um, I got that bar settled, come down, hitting the right groove, and I'm feeling it, that son of a bitch tearing again. Shirt's starting to tear in the left, and it's throwing me off, and I, I just didn't hit the bar path back right i just couldn't get the lock on the right side for whatever reason um jamie said something like my left side was off a little bit and my right wasn't it was compensating whatever the case may be but so now i'm thinking well shit you know i'm kind of mentally out of it at this point my shirt my shirt's like ripped um i'm thinking in my head you know this isn't even worth it at this point because if i go through and the whole thing just tears on me and i potentially could fall on that side uh, hurt my pec you know what if this and that happens so i'm thinking about that stuff i'm like oh, i'll play it safe i'm just gonna switch shirts and see what the hell happens um my super katana wasn't ready to use i couldn't even touch 760 in training i used it once so it still needed a little bit of time to break in for that type of weight um i don't think i was gonna plan on jumping up to another weight um so it says 685 like taking that seven whatever it may be 40 pound jump but they you're not gonna allow that I uh, had to retake it, so I threw on the super katana I used that one time at Richard's place. We jacked that thing up. We ripped the arms up. We got the armpits in. Um, nothing was jacked up in the collar, so I could touch with that weight. Um, I hit it to a one board, so we made sure it was loose enough or jacked up enough here um, that I, I could touch it. And it was a son of a bitch getting it down. We knew it was going to be a crazy ride with only 685, but... I got it down. I just wasn't very patient at the very end. Just dumped out a groove. It's a little bit different than the SDP. Didn't have enough on it coming back. Um, didn't get that lift, so that was the end of my day. Um, but you see, there's a multi multitude of, of things that just weren't going my way. Um, and all will be, which will be uh, corrected for the Arnold um, and all things that, like I, I tell my team, um, you got to prepare for the unexpected um, control the uncontrollable, if you will. So there's nothing you can do about a warm-up room. You know, there's only so much you can do, but try to control that stuff. Always think ahead, plan ahead. Um, plan for circumstances not to be perfect, and then you will be well-prepared. Um, I was not as well-prepared as I could have been. Um, but we're on to March, and I think I got a really good shot at the middleweights. Great event, like I said. Last man standing. Um, forces everyone to start lighter hit attempts. Um, it's going to be a real hell of a show because you're going to see guys battling it out. Um, the one thing I would like to see is a real good push from commentary in terms of who's competing and what and trying to pit people together. Because um, it starts to come together at the end, but um, you could definitely glue it with good commentary and, and make it a good battle. That'd be huge. You know, um, so it's really going to come down to that for the show. Um, 
because you know you know what's going on kind of as a lifter but if you're just out there in the crowd um, I mean you don't know who's who's heavyweight who's middleweight unless they have something shown like pitting together but it really depends on how they display graphics how they commentate it and stuff but it can be really one hell of a show um, it always has been in the past so um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good battle between Jason Rich and Tony again the heavyweight probably some, some guys in the mix there too anything can happen on a big stage middleweights um, I don't think I got a good shot this one uh, Greg Powell's in there. Some other guys that are, are excellent, and then lightweights. I'm sure um, you know Jamie will be battling it out. You know he'll probably be battling it out with Keith too. Um, Keith coming in lightweight. I'm not sure if he's under 198 or he's under 220, but um, if he comes in 198, I can see a really good battle there. Um, but it's going to be a fun show, and um, you're excited to uh, to do that for you guys. See that. Um, you can make it down to Ohio. That'd be really awesome. We'll be launching shirts, as always, like we did last year. And this this year's gimmick, I'm going um, red, white, blue beard. So it's going to be the United States flag of America. <laughs> going to be red, white, blue. Um, they have colored eye black now, which was new to me. So I'm going to do like some kind of um, red-black mixture, muddy, like ripped in, kind of like a bleeding face type of deal. It's going to look real wild. And then uh, I'm going to get a custom Stone Cold Steve Austin bandana. So it's really going to come together. It's going to be good for March. All right, guys. Uh, we got anything coming in from the Instagram? We're all good there? No, all good. Thing wrapped up. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. That's my recap. This past weekend, last man standing event. Um, was a really great time. I want to say thanks to uh, Dan Dagg. Uh, you know, I don't know if you listen to this or not, but um, we do really appreciate, um, you know, that was a free event, so he hosted all that for free, and he stocked pizza and beer. <laughs> Granted, it was Bud Light, but he made up for it with um, with good whiskey. Had some Jameson and stuff, too, so um, I just can't drink the light beer anymore after IPAs and stouts and good shit. Like, I can't do a Bud Light. I just can't do it. It's like drinking shit water. <laughs> I just can't do it anymore. I drank one of them. I was like, I think I'm done. Um, switched over to the Jameson. But uh, yeah, he stocked all that out of his pocket. And, um, you know, all to his staff there, judging all that. Big thanks to them. Um, and he has a really nice gym. And I guess the next day, Coker and uh, Vogelpohl were over there squatting. Uh, so I know Rich stayed around there to help. Um, spot and stuff because they went from west side over to lexon um recently so he had them over there uh, they weren't at the event but i'm sure they put on a clinic squat in the next day um but a great event super excited to bring it to the arnie and uh you know we'll recap it then for you guys too appreciate you listening you can find us on at big benches we got a new website out bigbenches.com make sure you check that out um, it's very friendly for ordering apparel. Now, when you order apparel, it is going to come in quick. All right, doesn't matter where you are. That's the main thing I wanted to work on is getting you your stuff quickly. So all that apparel is going to ship out real quick for you guys. Um, we got some new baseball tees and stuff that look really awesome. New beanies, um, and I'm I'm slowly adding some stuff to the store. So make sure you go to the store page. You check that out. 
Um, we've got some new bench clinics coming out if you're in the New York area. Opportunities to come learn at our bench clinics. Um, and uh, I think that's all I want to mention. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube too, guys. All that content's up there. People have been saying it's changing the way they're benching. These videos coming out. We got a lot of good stuff in the works. All right, and I'm excited to bring it to you. All right, and you can follow uh, Small Arm Lake Strong Elvis, man behind the scene, <laughs> the videos, puts all this stuff together. Everyone loves the bloopers. You get more of the bloopers. Bloopers are phenomenal. Everyone loves the, when you post the blooper you got ones. Got some real quality ones. Splice those together. Those are awesome. Everyone loves those. All right, guys. Appreciate listening. You've been listening to <laughs> the bench Hey guys, did you know about our online coaching program? We are helping lifters get stronger all across the world. If our videos helped you, imagine what we can do together with specialized one-on-one -on -one attention. Don't just take it from me. Ask someone like John Ruel, who hit a 30-pound PR on his bench in just six weeks, breaking into the 400-pound club. Or Jack from Australia, who finally hit a long-awaited squat PR after two years of stalled progress. Joan, who's an IPF-represented lifter from South Africa, who is continuing to hit PRs every training cycle, and she is at her strongest yet. These are all real success stories that our lifters experience on a regular basis. I want you to be next. Email me today, coachbenbigbenches.com, to get started.